Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. everyone. How is everyone doing today? This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. I pray that all is well in your lives, that you all are walking strong in Jesus. You are not giving up on him. We are standing shoulder to shoulder with our risen King. Okay, so let's get in today's lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, God Ain't Playing With Us. He ain't playing with the saints, and he ain't playing with the ain'ts, okay? So I wanted us to take a look at the Old Testament, because you see, in the Old Testament, we see how God effectively and efficiently dealt with the children of Israel. And we can look to the Old Testament where we can see how even in the church age, God's wrath is still the same. Like we all know God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if we think that we can just keep on sinning, doing what we want, praising God when we want to praise him and still get to heaven, no, my friend. So I want us to take a look in the book of Jeremiah. I was in Jeremiah last night, you know, just doing some of my own personal walk through the scripture and not to be funny, but sometimes God could be very funny in the way that he says things, you know, maybe it's just me because of my personal relationship with the Lord. I know his voice and I know when he is not playing with us. Okay, so now look, what was going on in the book of Jeremiah was that God had been appointing prophets since the beginning and the children of Israel and all their rebellion and willful sin to idolize those idols and worship the Baals and all those things that God clearly told them before they get into the promised land. Rule number one, I am your God. That's in Exodus 20 uh, verse three, where God says that you shall have no other gods beside me. I'm the only one. So that's rule number one, going into the promised land. And as we know, they didn't keep that. They didn't keep that at all. So we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 4. And we are going to see God's warning. Because you see, God is not going to pronounce judgment without a warning. 
He will and has given us more than enough time to get our act together, okay? But God is a God of patience. It is not his will for anyone to perish. However, if he tells us something for our own good and we choose to ignore it, not only that we ignore it, we act like he ain't never said it, okay? So now look, we're going to see God's wrath and full effect on the children of Israel, okay? So let's see, Jeremiah 4 verse 1, and I'm going to read it all the way to verse 4 so that we can see what God's warning was, okay? He says that if you will return to me, O Israel, return to me, declares the Lord, if you put your detestable idols out of my sight and no longer go astray, and if in truthful and just and righteous way you swear as surely as the Lord lives, then the nations will be blessed by him and in him they will glory. Verse 3, this is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and to Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts, you men of Judah and people of Jerusalem. Or my wrath will break out and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Burn with no one to quench it. Okay. God is talking about fire here. And anytime where God is at and fire is at, oh, you're going to have some wrath. Okay. So now look, God had laid it out to them. Stop all the sinning. Stop all the worshiping, these man-made uh, idols of gold and silver. Okay. And return to me. I am your God. Okay. So since they didn't want to listen, God is now going, he is now going to commission King Nebuchadnezzar, okay, the king of the Babylonians to come down from the north and deal with his people. Because you see, since they don't want to listen to God, and just like how we don't want to listen to God when he clearly tells us something, well then don't be altogether surprised when disaster from the north is heading your way. Okay, so look, both Israel and Judah are going to go into captivity, okay, at the hands of the Babylonians. So we'll pick up in verses 5 through 9. And this is what God says that, okay, since you don't want to listen, <laughs> I'm going to bring old boy down from the north and deal with you all. Verse 5, announce in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, sound the trumpet throughout the land. Cry aloud and say, gather together. Let us flee to the fortified cities. Verse 6, raise the signal to go to Zion. Flee for safety without delay, for I am bringing disaster from the north and even terrible destruction. Verse 7, a lion has come out of his lair, a destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his place to lay waste your land. Your towns will lie in ruins without inhabitant. 
verse 8. So put on sackcloth, lament, and wail, for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. Verse 9. And that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart, the priests will be horrified, and the prophets will be appalled. Okay? God is not playing with us. He is not playing with sin. He is not going to tolerate sin. And he surely is not going to appreciate us creating false gods, worshiping false gods. Because you see, God is love. We know this, okay? But what most preachers are missing today is that they are not preaching the full counsel of God. God is a God of wrath, okay? And he is not going to tolerate sin in any form or fashion. He is not going to bow down to our modern society and for him to get it together in this new times. No, we have to conform to God. God is the creator of us. We are not greater than our master. We're not, oh, we may think that we are, okay? A lot of these preachers are preaching that we are gods. Uh, God is nothing more to us than our ticket to the good life. That is not it, my friend. Let me tell you, there are going to be some well-meaning Christians on the way to hell because they are sitting up under these apostate churches being fed by wolves, these doctrine of devils that are leading them on the broad way. So this is why we have the Old Testament because you see the Old Testament deals with God's judgment, deal with his wrath. But if we want to sugarcoat the message over here in the New Testament, up under grace, that we could keep on sinning and that we could come to God and keep on asking for forgiveness and not meaning it and not repenting of our sins and just keep on doing what we want to do, how we want to do it. It is not going to pan out for us, my friend. It is not. So this is why I wanted to go into the book of Jeremiah to give us a harsh reality, because let me tell you something, okay? Me personally, and I pray this for you all as well, I have a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord, okay? Yes, I reverence him. Um, I, I honor him. You know, I praise his holy name. Amen all day, every day. However, <laughs> I am no fool. God is not playing when it comes to sin. He ain't playing with that lake of fire. And if we keep on in our sin, that is exactly where we're going to end up. So now back to the children of Israel. Okay. So God already told them, don't have no other gods aside from me. Stop worshiping all these idols of these pagans. 
Because if you don't, I am going to send old boy from the north, old King Nebuchadnezzar, okay? And he's going to destroy you, your land, and everything in it, okay? So now look. Now Jeremiah, okay? Jeremiah was a lamenting prophet if I have ever heard one. This man knows how to throw down a lamentation that will make any sinner stand up and fly right, okay? So now, after God already said what he said, here go Jeremiah, always pleading for his people, okay? So now, we're going to jump down to verse 10, right? So now, this is Jeremiah. Then I say, oh, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived this people in Jerusalem by saying you will have peace when the sword is at our throats. Now, the way that I took this, because, you know, I have God in my head all day, and, and we have conversations like you and I are talking right now. And so when I read this, Jeremiah's like, wait, hold up, wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> You told us that we want to have peace. And now what you're saying is basically you have the swords at our necks. What gives? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. And this is what God says to his beloved Jeremiah. Okay. Because see, God is done. Okay. And, and when he's done, he's done. And just like us, because see, God made us in our image. It is but so much that we are going to take and tolerate in our lives when we say we're done, okay? And when we're done, they will know we are done, okay? So now look, we are in Jeremiah chapter 4. Now let's go down to verse 11, okay? After Jeremiah is like, hold up, wait a minute. You said we want to have peace and now you send an old boy from the north. And God is like, mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely. Verse 11, at that time, this people in Jerusalem will be told a scorching wind from the barren heights and the desert blows towards my people, but not to winnow or to cleanse, okay? A wind too strong for that comes from me. Because you see, God is saying about this scorching wind, about this Babylonian, <laughs> okay? This is not going to be just to cleanse Israel, okay, to, you know, to get them to gently come around. God is like, that is not the wind I'm sending, okay? I'm sending a scorching wind. And he says that now, okay, I pronounce my judgment against them, okay? Because see, sometimes when God tells us that he's going to do something and we may shrug it off and be like, okay, yeah, I heard that, but... I'll be right back. <laughs> so God in verse 13 and all the way down to, let's see. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay, let's go all the way down to verse 18. Because see, not only is God is going to do this, but he's going to let Israel know exactly what's going to happen to, to them. And this is called putting the fear of God in someone. Okay, verse 13 of chapter 4 in, Jer in Jeremiah. Look, talking about King Nebuchadnezzar and all his destruction. God says, look, 
He advanced like the clouds. His chariots come like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us. We are ruined. Oh, Jerusalem, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will you harbor wicked thoughts? Verse 15, a voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Verse 16, tell this to the nation, proclaim it to Jerusalem, a besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. Verse 17, they surround her like men guarding a field because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. Your own conduct and actions have brought this upon you. This is your punishment. How bitter it is. How it pierces to the heart. Okay. <laughs> you know how when we were kids, you know, and mama is about to give us the whooping of our lives, right? So we go in the room bracing ourselves for that lash, right? <laughs> but what does she do? And she's stroking that belt, looking at us. She is about to tell us all what she's going to do to us. How she's going to beat the black off of us. How she's going to beat the brakes off of us. And, you know, and we thinking, just get on with the whooping. But no, she is letting us know, not only that am I going to whoop you, but I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm going to do it, how long I'm going to do it, and how painful it's going to be. <laughs> Like I said, God is not playing with us. Okay, so now look. <laughs> the reason why he's mad at all of this to begin with, let's go over to chapter 5 of Jeremiah, verse 6 to 9. Because, see, we just need to remind ourselves why we are getting this butt whooping. Okay, so now look. Verse 6. For their rebellion is great and their backslidings are many. Verse 7. Why should I forgive you? Your children have forsaken me and sworn by gods that are not gods, supplied all their needs. Yet they committed adultery and thronged to the houses of prostitutes. Verse 8. They are well-fed, lusty stallions, each neighing for another man's wife. Mm. Verse 9, should I not punish them for this, <laughs> declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Mm -hmm. Verse 10, go through her vineyards and ravage them, but do not destroy them completely. Strip off her branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. Verse 11, the house of Israel... And the house of Judah have been utterly unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. So we can never say why God is giving us this lashing, okay? He's giving it to us and for various reasons of what we are doing in our lives that are not approving to him, that does not meet his approval. Come on, y'all. We know what we are doing. Sometimes it could be our mouth just running off. It could be our actions and what we do with our bodies that we know God is frowning upon. Come on. But then when trouble come your way, oh, you can't understand 
we can understand why all this is coming down from the north upon our heads. It's because we are sinning against God. Right? So now look. <laughs> Jeremiah is still begging. Okay, God is saying all of this. So let's go back over to chapter 4, verse 19. Okay? So now look. Oh, Israel. Okay? So, verse 19. Here's Jeremiah. Oh, my anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. Oh, the agony of my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent. For I have heard the sound of the trumpet. Yeah, God ain't playing. I have heard the battle cry. Uh, verse 20, disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. Mm. In an instant, my tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment how long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Okay. He's begging to God. He's like, look, I can hear the trumpets are coming. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, he's coming. Oh my goodness. What are we going to do? Jeremiah is pouring out his heart to God in fear because let me tell you, back then, everybody knew about the Babylonians. These men were bloodthirsty. They didn't care about women and children. They would take all your plunder from themselves and don't even glance back to see what was left. Okay. These men were ruthless. Okay. They were calculating. They, they, they were big. They were huge. They were menace looking. Oh my goodness. So God chose the right one, didn't he? Okay. And so Jeremiah is like, hold up. Wait a minute. I can hear the trumpets are coming because you see, once um, uh, um, the the enemy was approaching, they let you know they were coming. They will blow their trumpets. They let you know from miles away, we coming, okay? And Jeremiah's like, yo, I can hear the trumpets. They on their way. <laughs> and God is sitting back like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I brought them. So now look, verse 22, okay, after Jeremiah's like, oh, I hear the trumpets are calling. <laughs> I, and again, this is me. I hear God differently from you all. In verse 22, God is sitting back like, my people are fools. And this is what he says. <laughs> my people are fools. They, they do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. Oh my goodness. Okay. And these preachers want to keep on preaching about how God is love, 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 love. And how Jesus is our ticket to the good life. <laughs> not over here in verse 22. God said, my people are fools. Okay. God does not bite his tongue for no one. He don't care what age in history that we are in, whether we are in the Old Testament or the New Testament. God's sentiment is still the same. Why? Why is it that he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore when we're talking about blessings, okay? But when we're talking about the wrath of God, don't no one want to hear verse 22 when he says that my people are fools. He says, they don't know me. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. That just tickled me because I can hear God in my head. 
These people don't know me. They fools. Come on now. How many times has we have told somebody, you're a fool. You don't know me. I love it. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's not funny, but it's funny. If, if you knew the thoughts that go on in my head when I talk to the Lord, because see, we talk just like this. Okay, and when I read that, when he says that my people are fools, I can't tell you how many times I done said this, that you're a fool. You you don't even know me. Okay, so now I am going to put a pen pause right here because I have to do a part two because I can't shut up. Okay, I can't just give you all the scriptures and move right along. I can't. I can't because that's just how I study the Bible and this is how God put it into my heart to bring it to y'all. So I am going to have to come back with a part two right now. I see y'all in a bit.